living in the depression okay there was no such thing as social security there was no such thing as hospitalization people got sick and they'd say treatment to the doctor treat me at home I can't afford to go to the hospital which they had to do they didn't have the money to pay to, to get the money for the hospital bills of course in comparison the, the prices the hospitals were charging were very low compared to today because in those days the nurses worked two shifts 12 hours each not eight hours 12 hours each and uh, I heard stories I don't know how true it is but their food was the leftovers what the patients didn't eat as I recall when I mentioned before there was no such thing as hospitalization insurance Blue Cross or Blue Shield you went to the doctor and from memory the average doctor's fee was two dollars a visit right two dollars a visit maybe three to the home maybe three to the home right and and they made house calls of course in those days and as I said there was no Blue Cross Blue Shield or hospitalization or anything like that so people couldn't afford it they didn't go to the hospital mm. they were treated home or if they couldn't treat them they died that was mm. all so yeah. that was it I'll talk a little about the health too uh, very few people went to the hospital until they were almost dying. When, when you heard of someone being in the hospital, you didn't expect to see them anymore. It isn't like today. You go in for a little while and you're out, you're out again. Uh, that, when I, I, as I said, I was born in Yorkville, but uh, I was about three years old. Uh, and uh, uh, that I told to Richard already, too, how my mother uh, uh, pushed me uh, in a baby carriage over Queensboro Bridge, and my brother was carrying a chair, and the rest of the stuff came with a horse and wagon. But uh, I wasn't there very long, and I got a fishbone caught in my throat, and I had to go to St. John's Hospital, which, you, have you heard where, uh, exactly where they're putting in the city corp, where that new building would be? They, they raised uh, St. John's Hospital, oh, I would say, 15 years ago or so. Already, but that was the main hospital. My mother was in there at one time, and then I had to go in there when I had this fish bone, uh, bone caught myself. But uh, I, I had two grandmothers, and they lived to near 90. And never, if they were sick, you, had, you nursed them at home. Nobody went to a hospital unless you were dying. And if you had a doctor, he would generally come with some medication for you. He'd, uh, for babies, I know he had Apricac uh, to make them vomit if they were, if they were sick or had, this, they had stomach trouble. And for, uh, for elderly people, uh, he, had, uh, he had medication with, with him. You didn't have to buy anything. And if you did, it wasn't very expensive. But uh, uh, you very seldom got a doctor. You nursed yourself unless, unless you were good. it was pretty bad because, uh, well, even the $3 was a lot of money if you wanted a doctor to come to the house, you figured, but... Uh, well, uh, so uh, often he had to come. Yeah. Nobody came, nobody, nobody came to the home to take care of any sick that I know of unless they were well-to-do and could pay somebody. Right. Uh, well-to-do and pay, and maybe they'd want a dollar or $2 a day, but you couldn't even afford that. But I, I, I can't recall anybody I know who was sick who had... To, because the family was close, and we had grandma right. there, and uh, uh, the extended family, and not like the nuclear today. Right. And the other thing, too, was uh, uh, babies being born. Most of it was at home, very few in the hospitals in the early days there. Same thing, right? Yes, I was going home. Sure. Fletcher's Castoria was given to babies. That was uh, well known. And I remember, while I, while I lived down Long Island City, when I had that bone in my throat, I got pneumonia, and the and I wrote about that too here. 
I had a, a doctor, uh, he was well known in Long Island City, Dr. Burns, and he says, open up all the windows, and he put some kind of a flannel on my chest, anti-phlogistine or something like that, they called uh, some kind of medication. And my mother and father and my brother were freezing. They had to have the windows open while I, I was sick. Uh, that This was a cure for pneumonia, I don't know. But at any rate, uh, uh, I know that uh, we didn't have doctors very often. And as far as the hospital is concerned, uh, nobody that I knew went, uh, uh, unless they were really, really sick. You didn't, you didn't put anybody in the hospital. When my grandma had to go to the hospital, we knew that was her, the end for her. That, you know, if you don't... Uh, if you're not able to take care of it at home. The, uh, a hospital, to me, was a place where you went to die. They took care of you a little while. At, uh, yeah. Well, the other, the other thing was this. There were a lot of sicknesses that they didn't have medication that they can treat today, and people died of them at an early age compared to today. Uh, there was a lot of uh, TB. In those days, they called it consumption. Uh, remember? And... Uh, uh, and of course, cancer—they—they they couldn't do anything much with. They used okay. to say uh, uh, they cut them open and sew them up, and that's the end of them. Generally, that was—they uh, see what was what, and they, there's nothing the they could. Cancer very much. Did they, did no, they—they they wouldn't mention it. it well, uh, a long illness. Would, not that they wouldn't mention it. They didn't know what oh, they knew. some of those people died they of. Knew. You know. But the, the, with your penicillin and drugs like that, the pneumonia and other things, uh, the, the uh, lifespan is so extended in, in our generation, what we can remember. Of course, like in her case, her grandparents lived very long. But uh, uh, if somebody lived to 60 or 65 or 70, that was a very good, ripe old age. And in those days, uh, uh, like we were just, I belong to a club, fellas my age, we're in our 70s. We were saying uh, when we were kids, if somebody was 60, they were ready for the rocking chair compared to us today, driving cars, getting out, doing this and doing the other thing. You know, it's uh, altogether different. You're not only a living longer, but a more active life. And you're, you're eating better because you, your food in those days, uh, in the winter, you, you've got practically no fresh fruits or vegetables. Uh, the only fresh vegetables that come in were potatoes, Cabbage. carrots, and cabbage and fruit, apples, and oranges. We saw the first apple sellers on the street where apples were sold by unemployed people uh, for a nickel each, and that used to be our dessert lunchtime because uh, uh, prices at that time were very cheap. You could get a sandwich for a dime, coffee or milk or tea for a nickel, and pie or cake for a dime, but the apple was a nickel, so that was cheaper, and you were... Uh, helping the government out and helping the unemployed. The, the individual individuals who are unemployed bought the uh, apples wholesale from the markets and sold them, but the government pushed it to, to help them. In other words, uh, it wasn't a government project per se, but uh, it was the idea was pushed by the government. And of course, everything prices uh, uh, in comparison, like a, a loaf of bread was a nickel, a quart of milk was a nickel, uh, uh, let's see, depression, or was it before then when we had the milk containers in the grocery store, the big uh, milk cans the milk that came can. right from the farm and they had a that's dipper, I don't know if you ever the, heard of the, those. That's in the 20s, I, I think that's by the 30s. Well, I might have had it, I don't know. Hmm. 
You've heard of those, haven't you? You know, the milk the milk cans stand about, oh, so high. We people have one outside. Them, we have one out. People use them for umbrella uh, stands yes, and such, yes. you know. Anyone that collects a collector like my son, and you know, would collect things. When you'd go to the store for milk, you had a milk can. Mm-hmm. Oh, so high, quart, two quarts, uh, with a handle. And the clerk in the store had a long dipper with a long handle, and he dipped down and pour it into your can. That's how you bought milk. And uh, uh, butter came in a tub. They cut out the piece the size you wanted. It wasn't wrapped individually like today, quarter pound or half pound or what. Cream cheese came in a little box. They'd slice down how much you wanted, right? Four cheese was just like the butter in the the cake. There was no such thing as instant coffee. The coffee was ground for your special. And uh, there were no uh, supermarkets as we know them. You had an individual butcher, an individual grocer, and an individual fruit and vegetable man. And the grocer had the cans and boxes of food lined up on shelves from the floor up to the ceiling. Uh, The low ones he could reach with his hand, but the high ones he had a long pole with a uh, uh, sort of prongs at the end and a, uh, a rod coming down. And when he squeezed at the bottom, and he grabbed your and some of them were very good they just tip it and catch it with the other <laughs> hand the athletic ones remember yeah, those days yeah, yeah and they didn't have uh, even some of them didn't have paper bags they, they had a roll of uh, brown paper and they'd, That's they'd right. tear off a piece of brown paper wrap up your things and tie it tie yeah. it with a string yeah there were no bags in those and of course plastic bags were not, there was no, nothing like plastic not a, lot of, a lot of things came in in large packages uh, sugar came in in barrels they uh, weighed that out for you and put it in a bag. It didn't come packed like today. Oh, but uh, like like your mother had, she still has like the, she had salt bags and flour bags and and sugar bags. It came in muslin bags, you know. And the thrifty people would wash those bags out and use them for dishcloths or even handkerchiefs. My mother and I would travel to Yorkville uh, to buy a pair of rabbits from a butcher. <clears throat> I would accompany her on these trips, and the the rabbits were hung in pairs over a barrel, one on each side, they were tied, and one on each side over the barrel. And uh, um, you bring them home, and she had this big wash basin. You put them in this big wash basin. God, they looked like dead cats, you know. They were skinned, but there was hair on them. And she would have to feel all through them, because there was buckshot in them as they shot the rabbits, you know. They, you had to pull out, uh, get hold of the buckshot. Um, I know now, if you want to, uh, uh, rabbits are a delicacy, you, you buy them frozen and they're quite expensive, you know. But the meat is like chicken, and uh, 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 Bill's mother used to make rabbits. It was a great check dish, too. She would take the back part of the rabbit, which was the cheaper part, like you would say the thigh and the leg of a chicken is, n- is not as good as the breast. She would take the back part of the uh, rabbit and make it with prunes and almonds and the front part she would make with cream sauce. And they'd have a, you'd have a couple of days of it. 